Hello, world, and welcome to the third episode of Women in Audio Podcast. Woohoo! So, in today's episode, I interviewed my friend Zoshi. She's this amazing sound engineer, live sound engineer here in Austin. And we had a great time recording this interview. Um, and so I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as we did. And I also hope that you guys get something out of this, right? Because that's that's really the hope here. And then also, if you guys would not mind, I would greatly appreciate it if you would head over to either Podchaser or Apple Podcast and re- leave a comment or a review that helps me elevate the platform of the Women in Audio podcast. But also, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me at Women in Audio podcast on Instagram. In the meantime, share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And here is my episode. Here is my interview with Zoshi. So what have you actually been up to, though, lately? Like, just as like a side note, we don't have... Uh, let's see. Gosh. Well, there's a few things going on. I mean, I got my day job. Right. Um, I, I told you about that, right? The day job from the typical, I do accounting stuff. From, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So I do the, the bookkeep. Well, yeah. Accounting stuff from eight to five. And then, um, on the side, I still do sound at my primary venue, which okay. is Rumi's Tavern. Okay. And then I do other side gigs. Uh, I, I help a girl at, well, Chris Payer out at North door. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah. North Door, which is right off of... Yeah, that's uh, like... It's on the that's other the one side that's on 35. 35. It's like on 6th Street by like the White Horse or something like that. It's uh, it's close to the White Horse. Yeah. yeah, it's probably about three blocks away from the White Horse. Yeah. But yeah, it's like literally right on the other side of 35, right behind... I think it's... um. What is that? Like a Wendy's or something like that? Yeah. 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 Like a Wendy's okay. or Jack in the Box, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right in that general area. Cool. Yeah. What do you use over there? Oh, that's a Midas F32. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I like it. It's all analog. I love it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm slowly, slowly learning all my digital stuff, but... But I got to admit, like, I learned on analog, and, you yeah. know, it's just, it's easier for me to just, you know, make immediate changes with, with analog, so I, I love her setup. And I think that's how she feels as well, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for her, but, like, I, if I recall on the conversation, she always said she loved analog because she could make instant changes yeah. right on the fly, like, immediately. Oh, what, you don't want to have to tap, 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 and then change? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what tab do I have to go to to get uh, to this one function? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like digital because there's so much that you can do with it. Yeah. Like, if you know it's how amazing. to do it. Totally. And it's fascinating oh, yeah. that it's, like, all in, like, this, like, software package of yeah. tap, tap, taps. But I'm with you. And I'm, like, not even that old. And I'm, like, <laughs> but, like, the knob, though. Because yes. if you touch this button, oh, yeah. you know exactly mm-hmm. what that button's going to do. Exactly. You touch some other buttons, you're like, I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> this may or may not take me somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. One time I was working with an SQ7, and and I was, like, just starting it. I was trying to get familiar with it. I was farting around after uh, after the service. And, uh, and yeah, I ended up, like, I I thought I was clearing one thing, and I ended up clearing, like, my subs and my fills channel. So I was like, oh, fuck, I lost my subs and and fills. And luckily, like, I was just practicing. But then I'm trying to figure out how the fuck did I do that? And then, number one, how did I get them back? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's no undo button. (laughs) Where's undo? Control-alt, control-alt. Where's the back button? Yeah, exactly. What do you do? (laughs) 
exactly. I yeah. feel that way all the time. Oh and I feel God. so like, because I feel like my generation of people were on the cusp of yeah. analog or digital, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. And now everyone behind me, though, is all like digital all the way. Totally. And so I feel weird sometimes because I feel old. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't mean this to sound bad. I just feel older than I really am sometimes because I have people who come up and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm digital. And, and they'll talk about like these things to do with digital yeah. and that you could only do with digital. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And then I have to go like Google what the heck they yeah, were talking, talking about, about yeah. and then be like, oh yeah, that's that thing. <laughs> now I know what that thing is you were talking about. I didn't know. I know how to do that though. Didn't yeah. know there was a name for it. Like, like, like just exactly. It's, it's so bananas. It's amazing. And just like working with younger people. See, so, and, and this can fall into like any industry. This, this turns out for my, you know, accounting for anything that I do. But young, you're working with the younger generation, you start learning all this shit you never realized. Like, 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 like uh, the other day I was doing a gig and she's like, okay, are you helping me with video? And I was like, well, I can, I can help you with video. You know, it's pretty simple depending on what you got. She's like, okay, I got, I got a GIF and I've got something else. And she was rambling on about this and that. And I was like, a GIF? What the fuck is a GIF? <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a second to realize, like, oh, yeah, when I'm scrolling through Facebook, I always see these little GIFs. So that's got to be what she's talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> the little memes and stuff that are animated. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I always think of that scene in um, in Jurassic Park yeah. when it's, like, the guy who says, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Ah, 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 because it's a gift. That's what I always think of when I think of gifts. And I'm like, I mean, they're so much more sophisticated than that now. But in my head, that's always the mental image. I will always default to, anytime somebody says gift, my mind always goes to Jurassic Park. Ah, 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 ah. Like, just, and the gift was so bad. It was so, it was so cheesy. But it's perfect. It's perfect. Oh my gosh. Jurassic Park. Man, that yeah, movie. God, that's an old movie too. Jeez. It is. But I remember I like I watching 20. it well, when I was like in elementary school. Yeah, you had to be really young for that. Golly. I think I was like 22, 21 when that came out. And I'm 42. <laughs> Shit. Are you really? Yeah, I'm 42. Yeah. No, I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, no. I don't feel like I'm 42. You don't but, look 42, but I'm 42. That's crazy. So yeah. wait, so how long have you been doing audio then? Because I know that you said you were doing accounting, yeah. and I think at one point we talked, and you were like, "I went back to school and something yeah. and so stuff." So what's what's up with that? Yeah. So basically, um, I went back to school. I don't know, like seven years ago. Wait, maybe pause. Eight. How about you just introduce yourself? <laughs> I was like, you were talking, and I was like, wait, I haven't actually asked you. Um, we haven't done the full intro. And... So right quick. Yeah, yeah, just some chick, you know, ran into off the street. Let's, let's introduce you first. Who yeah, are you? Exactly. I'm Sochi. <laughs> I'm Sochi Reardon uh, from Austin. I've lived here since uh, 2005. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I know. Time flies, man. This year alone flew like crazy. Oh, my God. I was talking to my mom today, and she's coming in to visit for the holidays. I was like, wait a minute. Weren't you just here la- from last year? Like, what happened? Wasn't that, like, like a month ago? Like, <laughs> Are you sure you want to come back that quick? Are you sure? <laughs> 
I love that so much. Okay. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited she's coming. But but yeah, like this year, just, yeah, since 2005, it's just been amazing. A lot has happened, but man, the time has just flown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to your, oh, yeah. who, who, what you, what you been up to? I mean, how you come to be here? Like, yeah. So basically I went back to school in, I don't remember the year, but like I said, when I was about 35, 36. And uh, basically, the reason I went back to school is um, growing up, my mom was a video technician. Uh, And last I remember, she was with CNN News. So she was pretty much a video technician all my life. But for 15 years, she was with CNN. So that was when I was growing up. And that's when I really saw her in action. And so I always knew I wanted to do something related to that, but with music. And I just never knew how to get there. But of course, my mom growing up, she was like, you know, you're going to go to school. You're going to become a lawyer, doctor, accounting, whatever. You're going to do something corporate. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what I grew up with in my mind. That's what I did. And, and, and so I went, you know, and got a, got a degree in, in business management, ops management. And um, I went to New Mexico State, you know, did that, went you know, did the whole typical corporate job thing, you know, just got into it, just kept growing and just kept with that. But deep down, I always knew that like, this wasn't it. This wasn't what I wanted to do. This wasn't my life dream, but you know, I, I, I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. And so going back to school, um, about around that time, I really started thinking, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, I can't just be sitting behind a desk all the time. This is boring. I'm around a bunch of people who complain all the time about everything. They hate their jobs, you know. They, they, they just constantly are negative, you know, and it's not always a positive working environment. And so I was like, okay, what, what can I do? So then I start revisiting the whole music thing. Like, okay, my mom did this. So she was doing this with TV. How can I implement that into music? And I basically just Googled, like, what are the different jobs in, in, in audio? Like, what can I do? And so once I finally started reading the descriptions of, of all these different jobs you could have, I was like, okay, it's engineering I want to be. I want to be an audio engineer. I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. Audio engineer or, or sound engineer or working sound. I didn't even know what all those terms meant. <clears throat> So then I went to um, I went to Austin Community College and I met with the music department head, and he showed me around and we just got to talking and I thought about it for like a good year and then finally I just said screw it I'm signing up and I started taking classes and I still had my day job so I was only taking like one or two classes a semester so it took me a while to get through school and I only got an associates and um, but. Immediately, as soon as I was towards the end, I got an internship and just kind of dove right on into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing the last few years is just kind of doing sound on the weekends and during the week whenever I can. But yeah, I kind of been a, a weekend engineer. It's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that your story and is is different than most people's in the sense of you hear people talking about how. They're like, oh, all I want is audio to be my full-time job. And they somehow think of it as a negative to have another job that's not related to audio on top of it. Like, and I like that you still have both of them. And you're like, this is totally fine. And that's golden. Because a lot of people, they're like, yeah, and I I do this job during the day and I hate it. But it's the only reason why I do it is so that way I can, you know, get through. So that way I can build it up. So that way I can be a full-time engineer, like, in the future. And it's like... Well, why do you have to hate your day job? Why can't you get a day job that you like and yeah. that complements also being a sound engineer and stuff like that? Exactly. So I love that. 
Yeah. I love so much. Yeah. Well, well, and to be honest, the primary reason I kept my day job is because that's what pays the bills. Yeah. And, and I do like it, you know, but I, I'm also very good at it. Yeah. I, I know I'm a, I'm a hard worker and I know exactly what I need to do during my day job. So it's like, it just comes to me. So it's, so so it's I don't want to say easy, but but it just it just comes to me. Yeah. And so, um, but like I said, it also pays the bills. So I, I, I and and I like being able to pay my bills, and I like being able to go to places to nice places to eat, take my mom out, you know, go on trips and all that. So I don't mind having that day job and having that side gig. Like like for me, even though my day job is what's sustaining me, for me that's it's perfectly fine because that that's the lifestyle I like. Yeah. So. Yeah, see, I like that, though, mm-hmm. a lot. I, I feel like, I think it's okay to have that. Yeah, And totally. I think that that needs to be said to some people, because I feel like some people are just like, oh, no, it's got to be all or nothing. And they panic because they they want, they're, a lot of people are, are more, I mean, not a lot, but I think there's a good number of people in the world who are multifaceted, right? In the sense of, like, there are multiple things that it's going to take to fulfill you. Totally. Right? And yes. sometimes, like, that means having your nine to five, you know, that you do. And then having audio as like your evening weekend thing. And then having these other things, that's all part of the, the whole system that is you. Yeah. Instead of it being like, it has to be all or nothing. Exactly. Either I'm always a sound engineer. I do nothing else. I can't be anything else because if I'm doing anything else then I'm somehow a failure, oh, you know? Yeah. Cause I've, I've had people ask me questions like that. Cause, um, I did a panel once, um, a couple, I did a physical panel once okay. and then it, that question came up Yeah, and then Interesting. when I was, um, talking with other people in general, um, who were at university or college and stuff like that, cause I'll go and talk at like high schools and do like career fairs and stuff like that. And even in those experience, people also bring up, well, if you don't make it that far, are you somehow a failure? And it's like, that's not the definition of failure to me, yeah. you know? So it's really about how you define success versus failure. Yeah. I think. It and is. So I think that you're like an example of this is, you're a successful sound engineer. Yeah. Point blank. That's it. Like there's no extra because you're like. Exactly. Does that make sense? Exactly. So. No, no, no. It's, it, it, it's interesting because yeah, there's so many more other things I would love to do, but I, I would never consider myself a failure for not you know, achieving a full-time engineer or like, like, for example, one of the things I would love to do is become a festival engineer. I I really want to get more into touring and I really want to work big festivals, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not there yet, you know, and, and I plan to be at some point, but I'm not there yet, but I don't consider myself a failure for not being able to do that full-time so that I can get there. You know, you know, there's always other avenues that are going to make me happy. You know, and, and like I said, or like you said, it's it's nice to be able to be able to implement everything. So I also do other things on the side with my husband to where we've been able to implement both accounting and music into the same industry. I mean, we're we've we've done we've done cash handling for festivals. We've done uh, we, we do the books for a couple of venues. So we've been able to integrate both worlds. And so that's really neat too. So I'm, I'm again, I'm able to reach different avenues to to reach that happiness. I guess that's awesome. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I have a question though. Yeah. I, it's okay if you don't want to answer it. Okay. okay. <laughs> but no, I just, I just, because it's personal, and so yeah. some people are like, "Oh no, not the personal questions." So I just, I just want to. <laughs> that's why I'm drinking wine. Be open to that, okay? <laughs> I told you I wanted to get comfortable, so I love that. <laughs> 
So you said that you and your husband are doing these things together, right? Yes. And some people would say that because you're doing it with another person that somehow diminishes your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, or have you ever felt like because you are doing something with your significant other that it has somehow um, in any way diminished or made you feel like you didn't accomplish something on your own and that you needed that assistance? No, because, well, and, and this is for our case only. Everyone's case is going to be different, but for our case... I don't feel like that because I have been able to do other things on my own. Mm-hmm. So I've done the, the, the sound stuff. That's all on my own. When, when I went to school for accounting or, or management, that was all on my own. So I have my own um, things that I've accomplished and, and done for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, for me and my husband, I, I, it's kind of hard to, to answer that only because we started off working together. We, mm-hmm. we met working together. So we've always had that that skill of being able to work together without letting, I guess, our relationship interfere with that. So, um, and he was my boss. So, so again, I've, I've always been able to work with him as a boss. He's, he's, um, he has his own specialty and, and he's a major in finance. And so I accept that he's more knowledgeable in finance, but he also accepts that I'm more knowledgeable in management and operations and bookkeeping and, and more of the administrative stuff. He, he understands that, and so we can complement each other mm. on that, on both of our gifts when we're presenting something to a client. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel like, I mean, we've always worked really well together, yeah. so I kind of feel like that shows whenever we're talking to a client. And then if I have to go off and do sound or something else on my own, I feel just as confident doing that than I do working with him. So I don't feel at all like like he's taking away from any of my glory, if you will, or, or anything like that. Yeah, because I, I know that like some... Some ladies have said who are ambitious, mm-hmm, uh, like mm-hmm. when I was in school or outside yeah. of school or whatever the case was, was they would mention like, oh, you know, I don't want to get married or have a significant other who's a part of any of my business stuff because I don't want yeah. the world to like look at me and say, oh, you weren't successful. You were only successful because of the person you were with yeah. instead of it being like, oh, on my own, I've accomplished these things and together we're just a good team and our and as a team we've accomplished things and I and I thought about that for a long time because I remember hearing a friend of mine say that when I was in college the first time uh sorry I think it's funny that I've been in college like three times and it's just the weirdest thing sometimes in my head to say it out loud no that's okay Um, but when I was in college the first time that was something that happened when I was like staying in the dorms and stuff and like you have all these girls together and they're just talking about the future and their plans and all this stuff and then they're like and then like you know slowly for surely people start getting married they start dating to with the intentions of being married and then they and all these things start happening and then all these other real feelings come up in that and then they're like Ooh, do I want to be married? Do I want to date with that intentionality right now? Do I want that to be something that happens? And I think that's really interesting. Like, I always found that conversation interesting. Yeah. You know? 
Well, and 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 if if you think about it, I mean, things are always going to change. You know, when when you're for early on in college, you know, you got all these you know goals and what you want to do, and I'm never and you say to yourself, I'm never going to do this, I'm never going to do that. Well, then you know, twenty years go by, and then life changes to where oh, okay, well now you have to either decide on A or B, and now you know there's a reason you have reasons now to do something else that you didn't think you would do when you were younger. Yeah. So yeah, that that's. Time definitely makes a difference in, in those type of decisions. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think time is an interesting uh, variable in life, uh, for, at least to me. Because I remember uh, somebody asked me recently, do you know the guy uh, Bill and his son Charles? They do uh, Stage, Stage Tech Inc., I believe is the name of their company. I know the company. Productions and stuff. I don't think I know them though, but I know the company. Okay. Well, Bill asked me. He was like, "Tangela, like, what are you, like, what are you hoping to get out of life? Like, blah blah blah." Because he thought I had just graduated. Oh, okay. Granted, I did technically just graduate. Okay, I graduated like a year ago from 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 college. Okay. But I've been doing sound for much longer than that, and so um, he thought that. Did you ever meet Max? I did. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. he was, he thought that me and Max were like in the same program yeah. and that's why we were still working at Bass together in ah, like okay. that capacity. And so yeah. he's like, so what do you want to do now that you've graduated and da 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 And I was like, oh, I've actually graduated. But, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I'll answer your question. And, um, <laughs> and he was asking me like, what do you want to be doing? And I was like, I, you know, that's a really great question. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking about how to answer it. And I was like, well, you know, I always thought when I graduated from college that, you know, I'd go out and be like this fancy sound engineer and, you know, I'd be making all this money and yeah. I'll go on tour. Exactly. And, you know, Working I'll for Janet like, Jackson. Yeah, uh, like just yeah. instantly, like, because yeah. that's right. how that works. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Going for friends. <laughs> I'm, it's fine, you know. And I just always imagined that that would be like a thing, that I'd just be like on this Broadway musical at like 22, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, okay. You know, and... <laughs> And, and and then I think and then I started thinking about like all the things that I thought I would be doing at this point in time versus what I'm actually doing. Now, all of it's still audio. Still it's still in the same world, but the way that they've manifested is different. Like I didn't I never thought I'd be having a podcast. Yeah. Like, what where, where did that so come cool. from? Where did that come from? Yeah. Right? Owning a business, editing podcasts. Who thought that would be a thing? Exactly. I don't know. That appeared out of nowhere. Like, you know, and so I just wonder, like, when, when is it okay to accept, like, for you, that, that things were going to be different than what you imagined it to be? Because, I mean, you went back to school yeah. later in life. It and did, some people would have just been like, you know what? We're done. We did it. Yeah. Like, I did one thing. Yeah. It's fine. I'm living a decent life. Let's just call it quits and yeah. be done with it. So why was, like, yeah. So I was, like, how did that? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because I'm thinking about it now, and I, I don't know. I don't think there was, like, a, a specific thing that made me go back to school. Like, there wasn't a particular event or or a scenario that happened, it was just always there. Like there was always this little fire in there. And, and I always knew I wanted to change. And, and like I said, I think I was just getting tired of the monotony of the day-to-day bullshit. And it just finally got to the point where it was just like, it was wanting to come out. Like, yeah. you know, it was just, I was tired of it. I was sick of it. And I had to change. And so something had to be done. And so that, that's pretty much for me what it was. And, 
And so going back to time and experiences, that's what I wanted to bring up earlier too, is in my previous marriage that there wasn't as much flexibility as I, as, as I would say. Um, the, I, yeah, I, I just didn't have that flexibility. You know, it was more like I was a stay at home and, you know, my, my ex-husband had, had two kids. So I was like taking care of them. And so I was, you know, like it, it was, it was a very different life. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought to do anything different. But once I got that divorce and once I started talking to different people and just what, once I just started meeting new people and, and discovering a whole new life and then I moved to Austin and same thing. And that's kind of what, it just kept feeding the fire. It just kept fueling the fire to go out and do something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, so. I think that's awesome. I think it's also, I think, I don't know. Do you feel like. The words, like, because a lot of times people would say that what you did was very courageous. It was very, you know, bold of an action to to, to have such a pivot in life. Do you feel like that's accurate to how you felt? Or did you just feel like, no, this is just kind of happening and we're going with it? It was kind of both. Yeah, it it was kind of both. Because like I said, the fire was there, so I knew I wanted to do it. But yeah, when I was in school, admittedly, I was intimidated. Usually I was the only female in class. Mm -hmm. Um, I had already done all my basics. So I was able to just jump right on into the main courses, all the sound courses and, and, and music related courses. Yeah. For the most part, I was the only chick. Um, and then for the most part, everyone was like, golly, 19, 20. And here I am, you know, 35 starting to get gray hairs and shit. And so, so I'm feeling like an old lady compared to everybody. But I think the beautiful thing is that I never felt any different than anyone else. I never felt none of those kids, none of the instructors, no one ever made me feel like I shouldn't be there. And I think actually that's a generational thing. I think because all those kids grew up with, you know, women are just the same as men. Like they can do the same thing a man can. So I think because they grew up with that, they didn't see me as the old lady in class or they didn't see me as anyone different than them. So that that made me feel more comfortable in, and enabled me to go to school without feeling scared or intimidated or like, oh, shit, what am I doing here? Am I making the wrong decision? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until I started my internship then I was a little scared and a little freaked out. And when you're actually getting the hands-on experience in the venue, that was a little intimidating for sure. But same thing. It was I had my husband there pushing me. I had my mom telling me I could do it. You know, I had a really good support system with my mom and my husband, so... Yeah, it was like I said, it was it was a little bit of both, but I, I don't know. I just had the persistence to keep keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you How did you end up at your internship? Like, how did that come about? What was it? I asked the head of my uh, department at yeah. school, and um, yeah, I was on my final semester. I asked basically, "What am I supposed to do from here on out?" Like I said, I had never <laughs> been in the industry, so right. I was like, "Okay, now what?" what do I do yeah what do I do (laughs) do I just go out there do I apply for like jobs I mean keep in mind I'm with the corporate world so I'm used to like going on to LinkedIn or yeah you know filling out applications exactly and so he's like no 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 that's not what (laughs) that's not how this works that's funny (laughs) so what was your first internship then so I worked with Chris Payer at uh Frank the old it used to be an old hot dog joint it's, it's closed oh, now. Wait, Frank's is closed? Yeah, Frank's is closed. They built this other building. It's a building there. Um, I think it's like a two-story building, something else. Oh, no. We're not no. going to Frank's now. <laughs> We're not going to Frank's. How did I miss that? Anyways, okay. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I um, 
So the lead, the head was his name was Jeffrey, mm-hmm. and um, he knew Chris from back in the day. They used to work together, kind of like everybody here in town does. Oh, I know them from back in the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> we all like, I together never knew any of those people, but okay. <laughs> everybody knows each other somehow. So, <laughs> so anyway, they worked with each other from back in the day, and he's like, you know what? She works at Frank. I, and and she's she's completely on her own. She's like not, she she doesn't have any other interns. She's not doing anything else. So reach out to her. So he gave me her contact. I reached out to her, and she was like, "Oh, we met. We met once for coffee." And she was like, "You know what? Yeah, sure. Let's do this." And so I was like, "Wow, great!" And and at that time. <clears throat> I had been hearing amazing things about her. Like everyone I ever talked to said she's like the most awesome woman in town. Um, she's she's one of the, um, I guess, I, I don't, I don't want to say originals, but she, she's one of the women that I always hear about that were the shit basically back in the day. Like if you're talking about older women in this city that did sound like it was, it, there was three women. There, there was Jennifer, um, there was Chris, and then there was another lady, and I met her one time, too. And, I think that's you. Yeah, and that's okay. They can okay. wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was those three women, and, and I got to intern with her, and so it was, it was really neat. But, like I said, we met for coffee. She said, yeah, let's do it. And so I interned with her for about half a year. And then I, while I was interning with her, I met another guy by the name of Luke, and he, he was amazing. He lives in California now. But um, he let me intern with him at Antone's mm-hmm. on Monday nights during their jam. And so that was also a really good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when Antone's was on Riverside. And, uh. Uh, and, and so, so, yeah, I did my internship there. And then uh, as soon as I finished my internship there, because they were closing the building. They were going to move it to... Sixth Street or Fifth where, where? Street, Fifth Street. Street, yeah, yeah, and um, and so that's when I started looking on my own for stuff, and I found something out at Rumi's Tavern, and I still, I, I still engineer there. I'm that is pretty much my house. I've been there long enough now to where I'm the house engineer. Yeah, so and and I still work with Chris, so I still work at. Uh, she's based out of North Door now, like I said, so I still work with her. Um, I work Palm Door on Sixth Street for South Bys, and just mm. randomly throughout the year. I randomly used to work at Frank's, but now that they're no longer there, <laughs> I won't just, be working there anymore. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it helps that they close down. You know? Yeah. That's well, so weird. And in school, um, there was also another company that needed, volu- not volunteers, uh, like, like they needed stagehands, mm-hmm. and um, Leo Sound. And so I also work with them since I was in college. I, I volunteered one time while I was in college, and ever since then, every year, I work with them on a couple of events. Nice. Yeah, so really cool. kind of distribute myself throughout as much as I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to make audio like your full-time job, like if that was possible? Or would you just well, be pretty content with the way things are going in life right now? I'm not necessarily content. Like, I don't, again, I don't want, I don't like it to stay a certain way forever. Yeah. So I would definitely want to move forward. Um I think if someone made me an offer, I'd be stupid to refuse. So, like, if Janet Jackson or Jennifer Lopez came up to me and said, yo, I want you to be my sound engineer, I'd be like, bye, day job, I'm out. Exactly. So, if one, if one of those type of people, like, said, I want you to come on tour with me, yes, I would totally give up the day job. I'd be out. No no questions asked. Um, I, I do like the way it is going now, but I do kind of want to slowly start slipping more into sound. And and I think I'm just wanting to learn more. Like I said, I want to get more into Fest World. I want to get more into touring. Yeah. 
touring with major acts. I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be so fun and it's just different, you know? Um, so maybe, in, I don't know, my five-year plan, maybe within my five-year plan, <laughs> I'd like to kind of like get, get out of what I call my day job now. However, like I also said, we also implement accounting into the music world. So I do like doing that as well on the side. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind shifting gears more towards music. How do you go about that? How do you go about trying to learn more about festivals so you can be eventually in that position? I mean, cause that's a certain type of skill. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not just, you just wake up one day and you're like, oh yeah, I'm on a festival. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. But to my knowledge, most people don't just wake up one day and they're like, gee, I'm on a festival. Yeah. Usually there's like a process. You exactly. Know? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. start off patch baying, you know, yeah. and, and you're here and, you know, whatever. So how, how are you I, trying to approach that? I, I think that's where the networking really comes into play. Like, like, um, you know, I, I think it's all about being able to get into those, um, major, the major sound companies and being able to work with them, excuse me, um, who, who, the ones who are more geared towards festivals and working with them, that way you are then, you know, placed in the fest world. It's kind of like, um, I've put in my resume to Big House three times now. Okay. And, so, <laughs> and I'm not going to stop. Like, you will accept me. <laughs> once a year. It's going to be my once a year goal. Oh my gosh. That is, oh, I've um, applied to them and it's just like nothing ever. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm not at all personally offended. <laughs> It's so funny, oh too. My, like, my husband was like, like, didn't you reply to them already? I was like, like yeah, but I'm going to keep trying, damn it. Like, what's your point? I don't understand what you're trying to get at right now. Um, nobody said that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's just, just going that route, you know, or, or if you happen to know someone, or if you work with a band who does a lot of festivals, that would be a way. But I, fr- from what I gather, um, yeah, the, the best way is to work with a sound company that works with festivals. So, so yeah, Big House, Miller Pro are the big ones I know of. Nomad, that's another big one in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or Freeman's. Freeman's usually, Freeman's like a couple of years, like, bought out, like, the contract for Live Sound for South By for Austin. Wow, really? Yeah, it was like a Holy huge crap. thing, because, like, all the major venues that were official South By venues were Freeman's. It was like a whole oh, dude. thing. I didn't know so this. So maybe... Yeah, yeah. There you go. Freeman's is next. Freeman's is next. Once a year resume. I don't know how. I don't know how working with them is because I don't. I don't work. I don't work. Yeah, I haven't. I I don't know anyone who works there. I know a lot of people who work there. Really? Yeah, like in the past, uh, like a buddy of mine used to work for them, and he was like, actually, he was the one who told me about how they like. Yeah. Because I was like, what? Yeah, who are they? <laughs> I never heard of them. And I was also in corporate sound at the time, so I didn't know nothing about nothing. So, yeah. like, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if you're in a different section yeah. of each of the different audio worlds, even though they're very similar in terms of some aspects, if you were, like, over here, Okay, you don't know nothing about what's going on over here. Exactly. Like you over here in corporate America, corporate America no does not really know a whole lot about recording. Okay, and recording is like what I don't know what them Broadway oh, yeah. people are doing, and the Broadway people are like I don't know what's up with them people over there in bands. Um, in in like I don't know what they're doing. We don't use that equipment. Like you know, it's all. 
It's so true. It's so like different. Yeah. So like, I think that's <laughs> that's like a really dramatic way of putting it. But I think that it's like I think that's one of the the the, the difficulties sometimes with yeah. audio because you're like, well, this job pays me enough money, right? Yeah. Like corporate America yeah. pays well, right? I mean. You can always find places that pay well. Don't get me wrong. But corporate America, like, off the bat is usually, like, a, here's, like, $25 for your, an hour for your time or something stupid like that. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Don't, don't quote me on that, yeah. on that price. But, you know, just yeah. for a fictional, fictional amount. Yeah. We're going to say it's $25, right? Like, corporate America tends to pay well with, with that aspect. And then you go into, like, you know, like, clubs and stuff. And sometimes they might not have the money to pay you exactly. and they're like let me pay you $15 an hour and you're like well damn yeah. 15 versus 25 I'm gonna go with my 25 because you have to live exactly you know and so then like but you really 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 want to be like over here yeah. in like the venue world but you're like I can't live off of $15 exactly. an hour you know so I think it's always very interesting to 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 see to be a part of that, you yeah. know, to see how that stuff overlaps sometimes. Well, and for, for me, you hit the nail on the head. For, for my situation, that is why I keep my day job, is so that I do have the flexibility to go and take any gig I want. Um, granted, I'm not going to let them, you know, rip me off and be like, oh, we'll pay you 50 bucks for this whole full setup and you're going to work eight hours. Like, yeah. I'm not going to let people rip me off like that. But if it's a gig where I think I may really learn something from or where where I might be able to really get some good knowledge or something like that. I want to be able to have the flexibility and have that choice to take that gig and not have to worry about the financial right. side of it. So, and that is why I keep the day job because people have asked me that too. They're like, well, why do you keep the day job? You know, why, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Or, you know, and I've heard it from both sides. You know, I, I hear some people say, you know, I hate working for the corporate world and the corporate world is like, I don't know how you can work so many hours, you know? So it's, it's interesting to hear things from each side, but, but like I said, you, you hit it right on the head. For me, that is why I do both. I, I get to enjoy my hobby as much or as little as I want and not have to worry about the financial side. I think that's, I think that's a huge stress relief. Oh, yeah. I know for me, like when I, because I had to work through school, which is why it took me so long. Um, it's because I had, to, I had to pay for it myself. <laughs> I mean, my family tried to help me, and they mm -hmm. did. They really did help in a That's lot awesome. of ways. Yeah. But like, folks who ain't got no money can't yeah. really be helping folks exactly. who ain't got no money. You know what yep. I mean? Like, there's that whole system yeah. that, that comes into play. And so my family, my mom and my stepdad really, really, really tried hard to help me. But... I still had to work to oh, subsidize yeah. living. Mm -hmm. And so in that, it, it was one of those experiences for me as well. Like when I, when I graduated, I'm like, okay, great, I'm done with school. Yeah. But there's nothing that's taken up all of these hours yet. There's nothing that's taking up all of the time that was school yet. Yeah. So how do I pay for my life? Exactly. And especially in Austin, because Austin is so expensive. Now I know if you're like in California, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> California is so expensive. Austin's so cheap, okay? But yeah, for us who live here, okay, yeah, this exactly. place is expensive. <laughs> okay, it's so expensive. So don't judge me. <laughs> but, it is expensive. It's so it. expensive. <laughs> okay, we were not this expensive like three years ago. Exactly. Okay? Like five years ago, I remember being able to like go get an apartment for like 500, 600 bucks and you were like living like in a two bedroom, two bath apartment, like your best life. Now and now it's like 800 bucks for like a one bedroom apartment that's like in the quote unquote crappy side of town, you know, like... like <laughs> 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you can only do eight hundred. Oh no. Oh no. We need to move on. It's <laughs> down yeah. the road. Where's Where's my granny countertops? Oh, well, we don't got those over here. Okay, we got the ones from the seventies. <laughs> like, I don't got time for that. And they're painted white. <laughs> like, are peeling at the edge. <laughs> Yep, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but, like, that was, like, a huge stress. Like, it yeah. was such a huge stress that first year that I graduated. So I ended up, like, I ended up, like, sacrificing what I, well, in my mind, it was a sacrifice. Because yeah. I was the kid who was, like, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to have a full-time job, right? And I didn't. And so I was, like, I spent, like, half a year yeah. with not having a full-time job. And it mm-hmm. devastated oh, me. And so I think that, like, when I finally got around to being like, you know what? We're going to ditch this mindset because it's not working for us. And we're going to go get a job. So I went and got a job working at Kohl's. And I worked at Kohl's for almost a year okay. before I finally quit Kohl's. Yeah. And it was an interesting experience to have that, that, um, that internal battle. Yeah. Because for me, it was like... Well, if I don't get a job and and it's not an audio, I was that person, you know, who was yeah. like you feel like panicking. a failure. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if I move back home to DF Dub, I'm a failure. Like, <laughs> like you didn't do anything different. No. You just moved home where you had a a a a, a solid um, foundation, yeah. you know, to sort of rebuild yourself back up. Totally. Like that was it. But that's not how I saw it. Okay, I was just like, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm not I, I gonna go move back I'm home. Not going back home. Well, that was the thing. I didn't have to move in with my parents. I didn't have to move in with them. So that's what made it extra stupid. <laughs> like, so the moral of the story is, okay, if you're out there and you're like panicking, okay, yeah. you'll be fine. Okay. It's okay if you move home. It's okay if you get a full-time, if you get another job, even if that part-time job is working at Kohl's or yeah. you're, you're doing anything in the gig economy, like yeah. that's fine. Like you were not a failure. I think that's the moral of the story, okay, guys? There's yeah. not a question in that at all. Yeah. <laughs> just keep pushing. Just stay positive and keep thinking. You'll, you'll get it. Yeah. Just keep trying. Don't give up. Mm. So, so do you feel like, because, you know, there is a, a, we are of slightly different generations. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. <laughs> do you oh, feel like. I feel like I'm 25. What are you talking about? I, I turned 22 last week, okay? My birthday was last week and I turned 22, okay? I don't know what you're talking about. It's my story. I'm sticking to it. This gray, that's all die. I died. Yeah, I, I died in gray. It's, it's, it's part of the coolness, okay? You want it to be like Rogue from X-Men, okay? I wanted that one strip of white hair. It's fine, okay? I can't. You're too much. I love that. Oh my gosh, you're destroying my brain and I love it. I want to look like that chick from X-Men or, or Bonnie Ray. You know, all those chicks that have the... You know, oh, like they thing. do. Right? And she and that does. Badass. See? And it's That's so what I'm talking about. cool. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. You know, it's funny. The only reason I let that grow out is because I'm, I'm at an age now to where I was dyeing my hair so much. My stylist said, for the health of your hair, we need to let that grow out. I was like, shit. She's like, girl, you can rock it. And I was like... You know what? I can't rock this shit. So I let it grow up. <laughs> there you go. Now it's just there. Now it's just there. 
See, I, I love it. I love that. That's awesome. My stylist told me, uh, you can't do that anymore. Your, your hair is basically slightly dying because you're dying it too much, just so you know. Yeah, I had a purple once, red once. Yeah, I was doing like all kinds of weird colors. And she's like, uh, we need to stop this shit. Oh, man, I love that you had so many different hair colors. Oh, yeah. I love that. I did, mm-hmm. too. I was the queen of like... Right different hairstyles because I was the like I spent a whole year alternating hairstyles like once a month oh shit yeah I was like you can't tell me nothing I had fuchsia hair I had aqua hair I had like purple like royal purple I had green I was like I had red I was going to the moon and back with hair colors okay I was like I would see a hair color I'm like I like that I want that yes we're gonna do that one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I'd go and like find a way to make it happen it was banana nice i was i was going a little bit ham a little bit ham i spent a lot of money on my hair that year oh damn it's fun though i love it if i could keep doing it i'd still be doing it well why not can you not go back to it now that it's been a little time i can go back to it yeah um it's just that the whites won't grab color like i guess because the because they're white apparently it just it's like the color is gone now, and so the color won't stick. So if she were to dye this part, like the color may not stay, or it'll be a much lighter color. So if I get deep purple, it may end up turning out like a light purple or baby purple, some shit like that. That's how I remember her explaining it to me. Well, that could be cool if done correctly. Right? Like if you have like, it light up here like and then the rest. Dark. Yeah, and like make it look like it's like highlights or something on purpose. Oh. I don't know, man. I feel like I want to. I want you to dye your hair so I can know whether or not that's possible. <laughs> Only if you dyed the same color. Deal. We gotta be the same color. Deal. We can be the same hair colors. I'm okay with that. With all of my heart. Yay. I just love hair colors. I feel like they're like clothes, you know? Yes. They're just like, like a accessory. fun expression of who you are. Mm-hmm. And people are like, Tangela, you are such a ball of energy that's what people used to tell me all the time you have so much energy or my favorite was you're just so colorful and i was like okay whatever it's <laughs> whatever that means what is colorful I don't care. Mean? what does that mean i don't know i don't know i took it as a compliment and i and i realized like when i got older like looking back at pictures of me i was always wearing colors i had all of the colors on in one outfit and it may or may not have gone but i did not care because in my mind i looked amazing yeah that's yeah. right and so <laughs> i feel like that that's like hair for me doesn't matter nice. if other people like it or not it it's whether matter. or not it's an expression of you and you decided that you liked it so you were gonna go with it yep and you rock it J- just like my stylist said you can rock it man me and my fuchsia lipstick feel the same way <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. At first, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about the fuchsia lipstick," but then I was like, "You know, what? I don't care. I'm rocking yeah, the fuchsia there lipstick." You go. Mm. And then I did it, and I bought it, and I was so excited. Nice. That's the best lipstick. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for this now. You should, cause it's so cool. Oh, I'm gonna get I, me some. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's, oh my gosh. I think that sometimes, if, at least for me, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I'm a little bit sad because you can't really be girly at work. Oh yeah, I know. You know, like, what am I, I going to look like showing up to work in like an A-line, you know, <laughs> high-waisted, you know, tomato red skirt from the 50s? Yeah. He'll be like, uh, uh, dear, um, what you doing? Like, what yeah, is what is your this skirt outfit? is gonna get caught in that in that case over yeah, there? Yeah, or you know, like you gotta bend over 
You know that, right? Like you gotta the cables, the, the you gotta stack the subs. What is this outfit? The stacking of the subs in this? I don't know. If that's gonna work for you. <laughs> You know, it's just sometimes it makes me a little oh, bit sad man. because I wouldn't say I'm super girly, yeah. but I have like this girly streak yes. and she rears oh, her little, her little cutesy head sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, but I got to go to work today. <laughs> and, um, at, at the job, we supposed to wear all black cause, yeah. cause black. you know, we, we going to be on the stage and we're not supposed to be seen. I know we're out there and we're hiding in the darkness. Know, do you ever have that problem? Like, do you, are you, I don't know, are you girly or, or anything? Oh, yeah. I'm, kind I'm, of way? I'm definitely girly. Um, I mean, I, like, like, I'm not one to get my nails done all the time and, and, and all that stuff, but I definitely like looking nice, you know, especially the older I get, you know, I, I just want to look good. I, I like looking good. So, yeah, it does kind of suck that, that I don't always get to, you know, fix my hair up and stuff like that. Um, I, and it depends on the gig too. Like when I'm working hardcore, full setup festivals, I don't really, or rodeos actually is what I, what I do full, full setup, but I don't really like do the makeup. I don't do all that stuff. But if I'm just walking into a venue and running sound for the night, then I try and look as hot as I can still in all black. I'm still wearing jeans and black, but I'm wearing, I got my hair up all nice. I got my eyeliner out, you know, my lipstick, a fuchsia lipstick on and everything. So if I can put it on the face and not have to worry about it sweating off, then I'll I'll do it. Oh man, you know who I found foundation that was amazing that was like really resistant was the um, uh, 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 Fenty. Oh yeah, foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the long last whatever it's called. Oh. I don't know, but one of them is like waterproof. I swear. Like I don't know if it's actually labeled as waterproof. Okay, don't quote me on that. But I do but it know like it. I had a sample of it because I went in and I was like, oh, you know. And the girl was like, let me give you a sample. And I was like, okay, because it's it's a little expensive because it's Fenty and Fenty is like a little expensive. And so I went in and I. Got the, the the foundation and she gave it to me. I went home and I was wearing it. Okay. And I am a sweater, okay? I am the person who all I did was walk outside and my face is like drenching, okay? Like summer is not my friend in Texas. Um, I am like, I'm that person who you're like, did you just run a marathon? And all I did was walk across the parking lot, okay? Like it's, it is bad. It is so bad. And I was wearing that foundation and nothing happened. Wow. I was like, Wow. I was like, oh my goodness. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> I need money so I can buy this. <laughs> Next page, I'm getting Fenty. It was so good. So I'm just going to say, like, it's okay. worth a shot. Now, Fenty. I don't usually wear makeup on a daily basis because, yeah. like, personally, I'm just lazy. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be like, I just want to wake up with just enough time to get ready and get to work early enough that I'm like, no matter what happens, I can't be late. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's it. So I don't got time for all that nonsense. But on days that I have time for all the nonsense, oh, that was the Mm -hmm. best. And it looks so good. I was like, oh my goodness, who is this face? (laughs) Winking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, I like walked by glass just to look at myself because I thought I looked cute. Like. (laughs) <laughs> winking at yourself and shit in the mirror and the glass. Oh, yeah, I do that. <laughs> like, damn, you look good today, Sochi. Yes, you did it. You did it. Yes, yes. And I'd be, like, confidence talking to myself in, like, the mirror. Like, I mean, not out loud because I'm, like, crazy. Like, you know, like, I know people think you're crazy. You can't do that. <laughs> 
people thought I was crazy because I walked down the street with like headphones singing songs. It's fine. Wait, I'm like, show tunes. <laughs> I'm seeing yeah. all of them. That's awesome. The world is my stage. You will see me, and it's okay. <laughs> Do you ever struggle with that, though, like, on a daily basis, just, like, having that balance, though, with, with those aspects of yourself that are, like, a little bit more... I'm going to call them quirky, because I think quirky is a, a positive word. Yeah. Um, with with With, with having to be like okay but you can't do these things yeah. in these settings like do you ever struggle with that sometimes um not so much in the gig world I, I i don't because actually in the gig world is where i can really cut loose like like i really feel you know i i, I real i really feel like i can just let my personality out and and just you know talk the way i normally do have have fun i'm a little more free whereas it, in the corporate world you kind of have to be a little more reserved you, you know you really can't and and I don't mean like with hair color or, or or you know anything like that or anything physical, but it's more like you've got to you've got to dress a little you know a little more proper, a little more what, what are they called business casual? Business casual. Yeah, yeah you get you got to dress a certain way. You gotta. I, I can't be you know cussing up a storm left and right because that's part of my normal conversation. Is I I love saying the f word and shit and this and that. And so I can't really you know be like that in the corporate world. <laughs> I'm talking to my bosses, you know. <laughs> When my boss comes up to me and says, what do you think about this? I can't say, oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really say that. So, <laughs> so um, in that aspect, I do feel like I do have to be more reserved. Um, I have to hold in a little more of what I really feel when, when I'm at the day job. Whereas at gigs, I'm let it out. You know, I just, I say it the way it is and I get things done. And, you know, if someone's giving me shit and not letting me get my stuff done, I can easily tell them, hey, get out of the way, do this, do that, you know, whatever. Yeah. As compared to at the day job, you have to work with people and you have to understand everyone's, you know, uh, feelings and, and stuff like that. And yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting to say that because, like, I feel like... Uh, I want to say this correctly because I don't want to, I don't want to say it wrong because it, it could be perceived two different ways if you say it wrong, okay? Yeah. I feel like I struggle more with that sort of acceptance of being naturally who you are yeah. in the audio world more so than not in the audio world. Which is which is interesting that you say that because I definitely feel like people are like, all right, Angela, <laughs> okay, you can't say that, <laughs> and I'll be like, I didn't think what I said was that bad, but okay, like just it's it's a thing that I feel like I struggle a little bit more with, so I think that's interesting that you say that. Interesting, yeah. I and and the only thing I could guess it to is. Time. It, again, going back to time and experience, like, I don't say a lot of the things I would have normally said to people when I was 20. You know, I've learned that, you know, I do have to work with other people and I do have to consider their feelings, even though I was just saying, you know, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that I have to be more attentive to that during the day job. But in general, you still want to be more, you know, compassionate towards other people's feelings and you don't want to just say certain things and like like I, I do based on experience and based on people I've offended before I've learned that I can't always just say what really is on my mind yeah. you know what I mean so that and that's just more like I said based on experience mm -hmm. yeah I think that's I think that's very true I mean 
I, I don't think it's necessarily what I say. It's just that people are like, you have too much energy. I'm going to need you to calm down. Uh, like, I think that's more of what it is. Like, like when we were doing Hamilton, they like the sound check song was um, Benny's Dispatch, which was from In the Heights, the musical, okay. which is also a Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, musical. Yeah. And they used it as one of the songs to like test the system with. Yeah. And I know all the words. Why? Because I love musicals. Why? And I love Lin-Manuel. And let me tell you, okay, I was all the words and they were like how do you and all they played was like a split second all it said was uh check one two three and i was like oh i know the song and i was like i I was done and they were like how do you know and then i just kept saying like i wasn't like obnoxiously singing it like we were working and we were just kind of like in our like little spaces and i'm like humming to myself and they're like what are you humming and i'm like it's the rest of the song and they're like how do you even know the song? And I was like, because I love this musical with all of my heart. <laughs> like, it's amazing. And I also worked the musical at one point in time. Like, so it was, oh, like, nice. to even me, I just, I loved it. Yeah. And then I got to work it. And I was like, oh my goodness, right? And they were like, <laughs> yes. Like, to me, like, like one of my favorite experiences is yeah. doing sound for musicals that I have loved. Nice. Like, one of my That's favorite awesome. things, which is why I loved working on Hamilton because yeah. I loved Hamilton. I love Hamilton nice. for years. Okay. Awesome. And so, but like in those moments, people were just like, you have so much energy for this musical right now. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And they're like, I don't know any of the songs. All I know is that it was a musical and people were obsessed. And I was like, I was one of those people. I was one of those people. Okay. If I could have got on a plane and went to New York and saw it on Broadway and paid the money, although I don't have $500 to go see um, in the, I mean, any of those musicals on Broadway. Uh, but if I did, <laughs> I would have been on the plane, standing in line for like six months prior to oh, get a ticket, yes. to sit in the back. Oh. like. <laughs> Hell you know? yeah, it's worth it to you. <laughs> like it was worth it to me. And so um but in that moment they were like, Whoa, that's like a lot of energy that I was not prepared for. And I think that's Aww. more of what I end up with is yeah. that because I've but I've always been a, a high energy person. Yeah. I've all since I was a little kid, they were like, We need you to go run laps somewhere to like <laughs> exercise yourself out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so first to get tired. I need you to go to like and have a seat. <laughs> like, what seat? There's a chair. Ah, I can't sit in it. Like <laughs> standing and jumping all over it. And... <laughs> yeah. Never that person. Help. I was never that person. So um, I think that's more or less what I struggle with. Sometimes it's like when I get excited, I am excited. Oh, yeah. um, I don't necessarily struggle too much with like the physical words. But do you ever feel like um, because of the fact that you do have to edit yourself sometimes and that you yeah. do have to be a little bit more um, conscientious of your surroundings and people around you and stuff like that. Do you ever feel like you are somehow um, being less authentic to yourself in that? Or is it just one of those things where you're like, that's just kind of life. You embrace it and you just learn your different levels. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, not in gig world. I, I I don't feel like I'm having to limit myself be, because like I just said, I, I can pretty much say or I have free reign as long as I'm not, you know, bitching anyone out. I, I pretty much have free reign, you know, when I, whenever I'm working my gigs to be able to say, hey, I need this to get done. Let's work together to get this done. End of story. The day job is different. Um, it, it doesn't make me feel less authentic. 
unfortunately what happens and, and I don't always like this this is what I don't like about myself is I end up not giving a shit basically I end up like you know it's you know if 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 I'm not supposed to say something to someone well then if I can't say what I really want and I can't be authentic like I want to be then I just don't give a shit and I I won't even think about that person I won't even want to talk to them anymore I'll just be like you know what I I don't need to talk to you so, so in that sense, I don't feel like I'm losing authentication. It's more just I, I, I get more distant. Mm. If, if I can't say or do what I need to to get something done, then I just become more distant. So, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting approach to that, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and, and, and not like it helped. I mean, I, I, I tried to, to not let it interfere with my job, of course. And of course. You, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. I, I don't want it to interfere with the job, but I, I do just end up being distant. You know, it's, you know, if I can't fix it, well, then I'm just going to go back to what I know and do what I can to get the job done. You know, and I just, yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I I haven't really known a ton of people who do stuff like that, who retreat. Yes. Which is interesting. A lot of people, they either like double down or they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, incredibly passive. Yeah. And so, like, when stuff like that happens, they're just like, okay, I'm sorry. And then they, okay, I'm sorry. And you're just like, yeah. And then what are you sorry for? Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? You know? Um, so it's interesting that you, that you retreat. That's- yeah. And, and, and it's, and, and what I find fascinating is that I do that so different. I, I treat my day job and my gig job so differently. It's, yeah. it, it's almost like a, what, what do they say? Like, like another personality. Yeah. Like, I just, I just have different approaches for both worlds. Yeah. But do you feel like people that you work with who are, like, co-workers, mm-hmm. do those people get to know the more, out, like, gig style of you? Or are they only, like, you only get this version and this version only, <laughs> no matter what? Like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, like, I mean, I have some co-workers that I'm friends with. Yeah. So, you know, they, either they've seen me out on gigs or, or we've just gone out for drinks afterwards, after work or whatever. So, yeah, the ones I feel like I can communicate with and talk to and, you know, have a relationship with, yeah, totally. You know, I, I have no problem opening up a little more and, you know, getting a little more free. And I think that's kind of in any industry, in any job. You know, you have your co-workers that you're going to be really close to and they really know all about you. And then you have your co-workers where you're just like, you come in, so you say hey, and that's it. Yeah. You know, get the job done and get out. You know? Do you ever test them? <laughs> Do I ever did, test did them? Did you ever test them, like, to see if you can be friends with them, like, outside of work? Because, you know, some people, yeah. you you say something, and then, no. Like, you know, you just know instantly. <laughs> it ain't going to work. That's not going to be a thing, because it'll come back to you, and you're like, that's not at all what happened. No. We cannot be friends in real life. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, like, do you, like, do you, like, and, and, and I had, I had somebody tell me once, this is what I do. So yeah. what they'll do is they'll go out and they'll tell, like, one person, like, they'll be like, okay, let's see about this one person. Can we, like, we've been friendly. Let's yeah. see if we can move past friendly just a little bit. Yeah. And if I can trust you. So they'll tell them something, something insignificant, but something that, like, could be construed as, like, good gossip but that's like very minuscule like in terms of like reaction right and like something simple as like you know i'm really not feeling well today like just like a little Mm -hmm. you know just like man you know kind of thing and then see how that comes back to you and see if it does come back to you and if it comes back to you then you know 
I can't be rocking with you. Yeah. You know, cause, cause I told you something simple like, oh, you know, my feet hurt. And now all of a sudden it's all, oh, you can't stand at your job and da 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 da. You know, like having like those kind yeah. of like people. Yeah, totally. So I don't know. Do you ever do stuff like that? Like to like, no. I don't know, test people sounds bad, but yeah. it is kind of a uh, test. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, no, no. You're, you're right because everyone's going to react differently. Um, not really. Um, I mean, I, I can think of one scenario where like I definitely knew I was not going to talk to this person it was it was at the day job and and he was um he's he's no longer at the company but he was one of the the tech guys and uh and and he was kind of new um you know he had only been there I don't know maybe like three months or something like that and and I didn't really talk to him much and he didn't know really anything about me and I didn't know anything about him so yeah, like, like I said, we just never really talked. But anyway, one day we're passing each other down the hallway to go to the office and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And he, I don't know if he was having a bad day. I don't know. I, and I really don't care. But he says, he says, well, do you care? Like what? Yeah. He, he was like, do you, do you care? I was like, uh, yeah, I actually did. I genuinely asked you how you, how you were doing to see how you were doing. Like I wouldn't have asked if I didn't give a shit. And he's like, well, I'm all right. Thanks for asking. And then just kept walking off. And I was like, what the fuck was that about? Why? why? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, all I said was, hey, how's it going? And he says, do you care? And I thought, okay, I do not need to talk to you. Forget it. There, nope. there, yeah. <laughs> you nope. are off my list. Well, then what was funny, though, is then South By came around and I got really busy. I was, like, going into the day job, you know, for, like, the morning and then I would take off. And I guess someone had told him, oh, uh, you know, she's an engineer, she's doing this, she's, she's working South by, basically. And he tried, like, the next day I walked in, he tried to start talking to me, and I was, I didn't want to have anything to do with him. He was like, oh, I just found out you're an engineer, that's freaking awesome, this and that. He was trying to tell me about all kinds of music he was into, you know, what he likes to do on the side, and this and that. And I was like, oh, I, I, now I really did not give a shit. Wow. <laughs> so I just kind of looked at him like, uh-huh, okay, I gotta go to work, bye. And I, I just didn't want to talk to him. I didn't need to. Yeah. So going back to that whole retreat thing, it was more, it's, I wouldn't say so much retreat. It was more like just, I don't care about you now. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's no need to talk to you. So I'm just going to go on and go about my day. <laughs> it's like you no longer have a stake in my life. Pretty much. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. I like, I, I like it. And I, I am slightly envious of the ability to do it. And also kind of like, but don't do that though for me. Like I can't do that. Yeah. Um, but I wish that I could because I am too attached to people. I am like all about the humans and I'm like a second chancer, a third chancer. All this didn't go all the first time. Maybe if we try again, like I am like, I am too much like, like, that's awesome. I love it. Do you you know Jeremy from, okay. So I love Jeremy. He is so much fun for me, okay? But when I first met him, he's very... (laughs) Why are you talking to me? Don't talk to me. We're not friends. You stop it. You know, just... Just meh. And I was like, Jeremy, we're going to be friends one day, okay? Like, you don't know it right now, but in the future, we are going to be friends. And you are going to like me. And it's going to be amazing. And... (laughs) And, And now... 
look at us. Okay, Jerry speaks real words to me now. Um, we had a great conversation during a show once because, you know, we had to be there for the actual event. I don't know why I was there. They just wanted another sound person, and I was just sitting there. Like, there was, there was literally nothing for me to do. Uh, like, they were like, you're in the way, so can you go somewhere else? I was like, then why am I here? But I'll go somewhere else because you're paying me. You know? Oh, my God, you're paying me. And then we, like, went and sat over somewhere, and we're, like, at this table, and he's over there with me, and we're, like, chatting. And I'm like, so tell me about your life. Like, yeah. you have a girlfriend, you're moving. Like, what's up with you? Yeah. You know? And, I, and now it's, like, like a few months later, and Jeremy, like, talks to me and stuff. And he's yeah. the person who told me that um, my positivity is soul-crushing. My optimism wow. is soul crushing. He's like, wow. you're a soul crushing optimist. And I was like, interesting. That's soul crushing. Wow. Soul crushing, crushing optimist. That's deep. It is deep, but I'm okay with it. Wow. I would rather be soul crushingly optimistic yeah. or positive mm-hmm. than be like soul crushing negative. negative Nancy who's just running around stomping on souls. Like, exactly. you know, like, yeah. Ruining everyone's day. Yeah. yeah. So I. <laughs> But that's me. I'm like, I want to talk to you until you like me. Yeah, that's awesome, though. But is it, though? (laughs) (laughs) But is it, though? I don't know. I think so. I think it's awesome. I, I, I... I think that's one of those things that's like super unique about myself. And I know that. But I also know that no matter how much I like that about myself... There are other people who are not, and there are other people who are going to always see that as like a weakness or as um, an annoyance, as don't talk to me, for real. Never talk to me. I don't ever want you to speak words to me. Yeah. You know, because it's just too much. Um, Do you ever feel like you have like people who have been like that towards you and you've just been like, well, damn. (laughs) <laughs> Did it have to be like that though? Like, could we could we, we not so have worked it out? Like, <laughs> like, did it have to be all or nothing? Like, do you ever feel like you ever like you ever had anybody I don't know dismiss you quote unquote before you ever had a chance, or did it never, or was it always yeah. just sort of a nah, fam? All right, you show me your true color, so I'm gonna go over here now. Like, or was it always like that? <laughs> no, there's been a couple times, primarily with gigs, though, I'll say. It's, yeah. it's been with a couple of guys. So, unfortunately, you know, I, I show up on a scene. And, and, and it's funny, I can't really think of any of the situations now, but I remember there's been, there's been a couple of times where I'll just show up on a scene and, yeah, someone may just disregard me or, or I, I don't even get a chance to even show my work. I don't even get a chance to, to prove that I can do my job right or or that I'm a good person or, or whatnot, you know, and, and, and they just assume that because I, I don't know what they're thinking, you know, but I can only assume because I'm the girl in the room, I'm an older woman, obviously. Um, I, I don't know what it is they're presuming, but yeah, there's been definitely a couple times in the gig world where, where I will step in somewhere and they just make this assumption before I even say anything or before I, you know, show what I can do. And, and that's disappointing. That, that really sucks. So how do you deal with that? I mean, because that is, those are moments that are always uh, teachable moments, right? Like yes. there are moments where you learn how to, to um, 
to deal with those sort of situations. Oh, yeah. So like how how what did you learn or take away from any of those moments? Yeah, so when I first started sound it, it, it was a little saddening, you know, because I didn't know my shit yet. I, I was just learning everything. So, you know, and, and I don't take correct, corrective criticism very, very good. I, I, I'm learning to, to do that better now. But at the time, you know, someone would say, well, what's wrong with you? Or what, what are you doing? Or you don't know, you don't know anything. Or it was, it was saddening. There was a couple of times I definitely went home crying. You know, I, I, I was wondering, fuck, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decision? Is, is it right to get into this? But... And I'm no expert, but I've learned enough now to where if I do walk into a room, then I can immediately just show my shit. Like, like I don't stress on it anymore. Now, granted, if I went into a totally different industry or, again, went into something I had no clue about, yeah, I might be a little concerned. and I wouldn't feel sad. It would just be more of like, okay, what can I learn from this? Um but yeah, at this point, I can pretty much walk into the room and if someone's giving me shit, I, I, I just say, okay, you, you think I don't know this? Well, let me show you what I know. And I just attack. I, yeah. If I, if I feel like I'm in a position to where I know what I need to know, then I let that other person know it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't, I don't let that take me down. Basically. I, I try not to let that impact me anymore, mainly because everyone's going to have their own opinion, you know, especially if they don't know me, well, they don't know what I can do and they don't know my expertise and they don't know my training. So I, I tend to try and give them the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I try not to let it bother me either. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of people are like, they be sensitive and I'm not going to lie. I be sensitive too. You know, I be like, oh my goodness, nobody likes me. I'm so sad. I don't know why. It's just like over here, just like doing a whole thing. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you one thing and, and I'm not going to name names or anything, but during, during my training and while I was learning all this stuff, when one person said to me, <laughs> you know, when, when I was, uh, I can't remember what exactly happened, but I, it was a quick changeover and I needed to do something really fast. And like I said, I'm just learning everything. So I'm learning the ropes. And she looks at me and says, you look like a deer in the headlights. Hurry up and do this, this and that. And I went home crying that night. I was, I was like, oh my God, she said I look like a deer in the headlights. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. That that one stuck with me, but but got to take it and turn it around and use it as a learning learning tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. That's good. I mean, that's that's way better than like some people because they would they would take that criticism of I don't know what I'm doing and then go home and be like I'm not meant to do this. Let me yeah. get out of this exactly. and then go somewhere else and do something, even though they were perfectly capable of doing it they just needed a little more time a little more you know um mostly it's always time sometimes you just need a little more time you know and so that's really cool that that didn't break you because i know a lot of young people like with women especially like the first time they're told you suck at this you're like done for you know um so like okay so with that when you because we are generationally different, yeah. right? Um, do you ever feel like um, back then, like back when you were in your 20s and you were getting out into the world, yeah. did you feel like you, did you ever have that feeling that you weren't meant to do certain things because you were a woman or have that sort of feeling with being like, 
oh, we don't live in a world where women do these things or, you know, like, I don't know, like some people yeah. view that differently, you know? And so like, did you ever have that? Or were you always just like, I can do it no matter what. I just didn't know what, what was, I just didn't know what that thing is yet. Yeah. Not that I couldn't do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, that sentence was a little weird. No, 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 no. I totally get you though. Um, I kind of felt like when I was in my 20s, and again, it's how you grow up. It's, it's your, your experiences and, and what you've, you've been taught. So when I was in my 20s, I was in college in El Paso. Um, I was dating a guy that I was about to marry and be shipped off to Hawaii because he was in the military. Um, so, and, and with, with the two kids, I didn't really think outside the box like I hadn't really thought of what I wanted to do so therefore like you said I didn't really know what was what I, I didn't know what was out there and 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 like I said I, I was brought up with the concept that I need to go to school and become a doctor lawyer or accounting or some shit like that so I always thought oh I'm a woman I should get into an office job you know like that's always what I thought and like I, I it was just what I grew up with um now I say that and yet my mom was a video technician for CNN News. But again, it was more just that upbringing of like, you need to go to school. And, and, and I always got the impression that someone who was well off or, 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 you know, had money or was of some sort of wealth, I always had the impression that it was behind a desk. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I, I just assumed that I needed to get into that role. Um, it wasn't until I moved to Austin and started kind of seeing different jobs. I, I got older and I started hearing about different jobs and then I started seeing women in there. I was like, oh, I could do that. You know, I, you know, again, it goes back to time and experience. You know, I, I, I saw women do all kinds of different shit, you know, all kinds of different jobs, occupations. And, you know, once I started researching sound, then I started seeing women in different workforces. Like you start observing that, you know, it, it's kind of like when you buy a red car, suddenly you just see like millions of red cars out there, you know? So it's kind of like that concept. Once I started researching and digging into it, then it was like, oh, wow, there's women in construction and there's women being auto mechanics and there's women, you know, doing all kinds of shit, you know? So I was like, oh, I guess I can be in whatever industry I really want. So it was, it was just realizing what was out there. Um, so it's not that anyone told me I, I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. Um, you know, my, I'll say my dad and, and I love my dad. We get along great. We have a great relationship, but he was one of those that would kind of jokingly still says, you know, Oh, well, well, your husband goes here. You should go wherever your husband goes. And your husband did this. And you know, Oh, uh, what he likes to do is when, whenever my husband is on the phone, he'll say, your husband is on the phone. You need to be quiet. He's, he's working behind you. He's working. Be quiet. And I, yeah, and I'm like, who the f-? and I tell him now, I'm like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I'll talk in my own damn house if I want, and I know he's on a conference call, and I'll go into the other room if I need to, but don't tell me what to do because my husband is doing something, yeah. you know. So it, it was, he he would say it jokingly, but kind of serious, you know, because that's how he was brought up. So yeah, it was kind of a mix between, and my parents are divorced, so I grew up with my mom being the video technician out in Washington D.C., but I was with my dad who was joking about shit like that. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was yeah. kind of mixed messages there. Yeah. So do you, <laughs> you're breaking generational curses. That's like the quote of like the, the internet right now, right? Is, oh, wow. You're breaking down generational curses, right? Yeah, wow. By, by changing. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
people and 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 by doing stuff that's different and yeah. breaking the mold in a positive way yeah. right instead of just breaking the mold and you're like doing it negatively yeah. like that's 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 like, that's like really that. cool like i like that i like that you're like dad let me let me let me educate you right quick because i know you're not trying to be rude <laughs> yeah, exactly. but let me help you out because that's not that's not how this works I'm, let me help you <laughs> Yeah, like you know, I tell him that. I flat yeah. out tell him like it ain't like that anymore, Dad. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, like we, we need to update you. <laughs> yes, and and I love that about society right now, especially. No, no, no. There's a lot of there's a lot of cats about society too right now. Yeah. But that's one of the things I find exciting yeah. is that you watch people who are breaking generational curses, yes. you know, who are, who are helping to change the narrative of our society yeah. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's through doing little things like telling your parents, Hey, just so you know, exactly. that's not really okay. And having those kind of conversations, because a lot of times people aren't going to know if you don't tell them, like yeah. if you just ignore them, then they're going to be like, I don't know what your problem was, but I'm going to keep doing this thing because they have nothing to reference that to. There's nobody saying, Hey, fun fact, that's not okay. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I love that. That's awesome. Cause I feel like that's something that like, so I've been watching yeah. like as a whole yeah. with people and, and, and it's been a very fun, um, exciting thing to watch. Do you feel like once you, like when you got older and you said you're going to go back to school and stuff, did you feel like your parents kind of changed their tune or did you ever like ask your mom, like when she was like, you got to go to school to be like a lawyer or an accountant or whatever. Yeah. Um, like why she kept pushing those things instead of like doing audio or whatever like do you ever ask her about why you why she said the things that led you to perceive what she was saying in those ways um I never asked her that I mean I I I did ask her how she felt about me going back to school the second time around for for sound and and initially she told me yeah you should do it you know she tried to encourage me all all she could but later on once I started getting more involved in it we did talk again about that and she was like yeah, I told you that because I wanted to encourage you. But in reality, I kind of knew that 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 you that that the income wouldn't be there. She 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 was more fearful that basically just the income wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be able to sustain myself just on that. And so that led me to believe that the reason she always told me back when I first went to school back in my twenties, it leads me to believe that she said it because she wanted to make sure I was okay. You know, just like any parent wants for their kid. Right. They, they want to make sure that their kid can take care of themselves and that I don't have to rely on mommy for everything. Right. And so I think that's why she led me in that direction back in the 20s. And now is like, hey, how's the sound stuff going? Are you still keeping your day job? Because I know the day job is going to pay your bills. Sound, eh, I, I don't know about that. So I, I, I kind of feel like that's why she did that back then. Um, but she, she did, like I said, she tried to be encouraging when I was going to school, but I think deep down she was more like, like, make sure you keep your day job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My stepdad is like that. Um, he's from India. And so they have that hard, yeah. like you go and you get a well-paying job. Yeah. You know, yep. and mm-hmm. you do that job yep. and then you set yourself up for success yes. and then you have multiple other income streams. Yeah. Like, like it is a very intense process, very but that strict. was definitely something that I, 
um, also encountered. So I totally get that. Like my mom, she's always been like, I just want you to be able to be okay. As long as whatever you do, just be okay. If you can be okay, I'm here for it. So that's why she was like, you're going to go to college. Cool. We're doing it. You know, just going to be okay. You know, but my stepdad was like, well, when you go to college, okay, when you go, make sure you have this, you know? And so, um, and so I, so I remember having those feelings as well or similar feelings, um, especially with him. But I always knew because, um, because he always said it, he always said he was only saying these things because he wanted to make sure that I would be okay. And so I never had to question why he was like hesitant with some of my decisions to become a sound engineer like he was like you're going to be like a homeless musician and I was like that's not really how this works you know that right like 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 there's still a there's still a job here you know like like calm down you know um and so I remember like explaining that over and over and over again and so he was like all right okay just don't be a homeless musician just don't be homeless. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to be homeless. He's like, are you sure? I promise I'm not going to be homeless. Okay. Yep. Yep. And we have three of them. Okay. So I got my degree in math. And so he's like, at any point, if you need to ditch the sound stuff, okay, I can get you a job doing math. Better yet, I can teach you what I do. And then you can have a job doing what I do. Cause there's always people who needs to do what yeah. he does. And so um, it's, it, but there's, there's that feeling of like parent. I think, now I don't know if this is necessarily true for you but um I feel like especially when you have immigrant or minority parents there's this essence of like it's it's almost even more intense oh yeah like don't end up like me you know like (laughs) you know and you're like your life is okay you know that right (laughs) yeah you're not that bad you like you like you worked really hard to end up in a very good place but in their minds are like don't do it like me don't do it like you i don't know did you ever have that like feeling with with your parents yeah like like, don't be like me don't be like me yeah like 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 they want you to be better and yeah yeah, i i totally had that um with my parents both of them actually they they were really hard on me um they, they, they were definitely constantly pushing constantly like you know uh the main example i always give with with on my mom or with my mom, I always knew I was going to school. There was no question about it because she ingrained that in my head. You are going to school. (laughs) I don't care where, I don't care, you know, how much it's going to cost. You know, I don't care if it's a community college, university, whatever the fuck, you're going to school. So, so with my mom, like that was definitely like, you are going to school. And then my dad, he, he, he kind of took the opposite approach and, and and was like, um, he, he, he would encourage me, but he, he would, he would, he would always be like, well, I don't know, Sochi, I don't know, you know, if, if you're going to do this or you're going to do that. And, and then I would argue with him and he'd be like, that's right. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So that was my dad's approach. It was, it was definitely a little different than my mom's, but it works. I, I mean, it's kind of weird, you know, but, but he, he, that, that was always his expression is, yeah, I want you to prove me wrong. If I say something negative about you, I want you to prove me wrong. And I did. I for the, just... Growing up, I wanted to prove him wrong. I wanted to prove to him that I could do whatever I set my mind to, and and that I and that I could do anything he said I couldn't. So wow, yeah, that's interesting approach. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. I, know. I, mean, I mean, it's awesome that it worked out. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's kind of you know jacked up, and and you know, admittedly, me and my dad had a hard time growing up, or I had a hard time growing up with him. You know, it it, it was rough. We we had a rough, rough 
time together. Um, but you know, I, I've let go of that and we had a chance to talk at some point in my late, uh, in my early thirties. So that kind of cleared the air there. And so, yeah, so now I, I, I can now appreciate the things he was saying and, 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 and understand how it benefited me more rather than thinking of it as a negative thing. I definitely think that once you get a little older and you get a little space between you and your parents, it is one of those things that if it's possible, going back and asking those questions about things that happened in your childhood, you're like, so this was a thing and I want to (laughs) know. Why did you do this? What was up with this? And if you have the ability to do it, I think it's so... You are, you are always going to be better off for asking those questions if you can, yeah. and, and your parents are open to that. Yeah. Because not everybody's parents are open to that. They're like, nah, nah, you know, because I said so, or, you know, whatever. And you're like, I'm like 25. That, that does not apply anymore. <laughs> you know, but because I, I, was, I was able to do that with my mom, especially. I, like, I remember getting older and being like, so here were these things. You remember when you said this and that? Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it, you know? And not all at once. Like, it didn't happen, like, overnight. We didn't sit down, like, in the living room and say, let's have tea and and have cookies and let's talk about our feelings. Like, that's not what happened, okay? It's like, you know, you're in the car and, like, something happens and you're like, let me ask you this question right quick. I just want to learn right quick. Like, 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 let's just talk about that for a second. This reminds me of. That reminds me of this one time. Uh, what was up with that? Why did we do that? Why was that a thing, mother? Mm. You know, and then, and then you move on, and then you go on, and you have another one, and yeah. you, over time, you start to understand yeah. your parents a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that that was something that really helped me with perception of the world and why my mom did certain things yes to oh my help God, yes. guide me in a certain way yeah. um and, and even with my sister because I look at what she did with her versus what she did with me because I mean obviously we're two completely different people you have to treat us as two completely different individuals exactly. and the way that she 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 disciplined us or the way that she disciplined me versus my sister yeah. or like just different things oh, like definitely. that um it was when I got older and I was like looking back at it, I was like so this is why I have this characteristic. Okay, I get, I get it. it. Yeah, I'm exactly. here for this. I like this. Yep. You know, and then you you have more of that. So I think that's really cool that you were like able to have that. Like, yeah. so I think a lot of people don't think about doing that sort of stuff. Oh no, with their and and it's very enlightening. It's yeah. it's. Uh, I, I did that with my dad primarily. I mean. I, now, like my mom, I tend to sneak in little questions here and there, but I'm more fearful of my mom. <laughs> so I don't ask her as much, but my dad, you know, I'm like, you know, why did you do this? And why did you say that? And I was fucked up and this and that. So we, we can have that type of conversation now. But uh, to, to reference what you're saying is once I did start having those conversations with my dad, man, that really did like, it, it was like lifting a rock off my shoulders. It, 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 it made me understand why he said certain things and why he was so rough. And, and, uh, it made me understand, have a better understanding of where he was coming from, you know, rather than letting the anger, you know, boil inside me, it now allowed me to, to turn that around and realize how that made me a better person for the better. Right. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like because he was so rough with you and because he had that sort of a, um, abrasiveness with yeah. you when you were younger do you feel like that sort of um attributed to why you're able to go into these situations with audio and and yeah. and be like 
not take things so personally why you have such a thicker skin when it comes to oh, yeah. people and how they treat you sometimes. Definitely. I attribute that to both my mom and my dad. They're both strong-willed in their own ways, very different ways, but in their own ways. And, and I definitely attribute the, the harshness of my dad and the, the determination of my mom to, to be able to walk in somewhere and be able to deal with just about any situation, you know, it's, or, or at least go in there with open eyes and, and an open mind to try and, and deal with any situation. Um, yeah, I, I, I think both of them really attributed to, to, to just my personality in general, to being able to do stuff like that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, so you mentioned before, um, about your mom being, um, with the video, and doing all of that stuff. So why didn't you ever think about doing like, like why live sound? Why not like broadcasting or recording or anything like that? Like, cause those seem to be a little bit more, um, geared towards what she was doing. Yeah. And if you're kind of basing your idea off of audio a little bit like, Oh, well, what was she doing? But with yeah. music, then that would, those sort of things, like especially recording would fall a little bit more yeah. closely related to that. So why, why exactly. live sound instead? Um, I think it was, like I mentioned earlier, I was kind of just browsing to see the different jobs and occupations that are, are related to sound or related to music. Um, and basically my premise was I always wanted to, I, I always loved being in the background. I always loved being the, the, the one who was putting on a show rather than being in a show. And when I was looking at, you know, studio versus live, to me personally, live just seemed more fun. It, it just seemed more, you're more in the action. You're more in the, in, in the grunt of it. You're more, you know, it's on the go. You're constantly on the go. You're constantly having to deal with moving parts. And so, so it was like a constant, you know, being alert, you know. And so I liked, I liked the thought of that more than I did of, of sitting in a studio and, and, and working with a band um, for long periods of time, I, I kind of like that. I like that rush factor. I like that that thrill and the rush of getting shit done. You know, no matter what. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure why I didn't want to want to go into broadcasting or 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 any of the other occupations. I, I don't know. I, I, live just seemed to catch me more. The the action of it. And then once I started talking to people, because um, I just talked to a few studio engineers and. I talked to uh, I talked to someone who did video for music, and it's the same thing. It was like, eh, that's not really, it's not really floating my boat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I, I don't know. I just for for some reason, just the the action sounded a lot more fun. You sound like one of those like adrenaline junkies. You're like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I was waiting for the things to break, and then all of a sudden, Kapoway. I mean, I don't know who Kapoway said. Uh, who says that? I don't know, but I just did. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it now. Kapowie! That's not normally a part of my, like, dialogue. I don't know where Kapowie came from. Uh, I said it, and I was like, Batman. I mean, Batman what? now. What are we, in an action book? Is there, like, a little thought bubble right here? There like, you go. What? Going into action mode. Oh, my God. Batman! Batman! Which is funny, because they don't even actually say Batman, though. Oh, my God. No, the old school Batman. They, they don't actually say Batman, though. Oh, that they don't? Batman? They don't say no, Batman? The, the song doesn't have Batman in it. Oh, we really? just input Batman. Oh, shit. <laughs> I like went and watched the YouTube video of yeah, that theme song. From like the, the old. Yeah, 70s and show? all it does is da na 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 na. 
Oh. That's all it says. There's no, oh, no actual shit. Batman. I thought it said Batman. No, I know too. Me too. I was like, what? Oh, and then God. I thought maybe the video was like wrong. Yeah. But that's the only one that I saw that it's I found that I like, that I saw that had the track in it. So I could be wrong, but the that's only hilarious. video that I saw that had the theme song in it that was like, of the right time period yeah. did not actually say Batman. It just went da 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 Oh and then that was it. No shot. See now I'm gonna wanna go back. Like, I don't I don't know if I'm and, wrong. And listen. Know. And now yeah. anytime something fucks up on stage, I'm gonna be like Kapowie! Kapowie! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the action motor. Get oh my, my Batman gosh. suit. <laughs> I'm totally gonna oh think of that goodness. now. That's this is just my life. Uh, like, like all of this is just like me and my like natural habitat. It's the weirdest feeling. Because uh, it's just like, why did I just say that? I don't know. Like, I like, I'll be like in my apartment, like doing yeah. stuff, and then I'll just say something, and I'm like, what? Where did, where did you get that? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. We're going with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, nobody was there to, to witness it. It's fine. <laughs> right? That's so cool. Yeah. I like you. Aw, thanks, dude. I love you too, man. Oh, man. This is this has been fun. Yeah, it uh, has been. It has been. You, thanks for asking me all these questions. I love it. Yeah, well, I feel like, or maybe this is just me. Um, I don't know if you struggled with this. So maybe if you did, then chime in, I guess. But I know for me, when I was starting off in, in audio and I, and I wanted to get into it, the only people that I saw doing it were men, right? And then when I tried to learn more about it, all anybody ever said to me was, you just buy some equipment, put it together, and that's just how you learn. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, that's awful. <laughs> right? They would tell you that shit? That, that's what people told me. Oh, my so God. So I spent about... Oh, jeez. Mm, that's horrible. Like, 10 years of my life trying to figure out how to be a sound engineer. Yeah. Right? And, and I, I was like, what am I doing? I don't even know. And I was flailing. I was failing hard hardcore because yeah. i just didn't i couldn't ever find anybody to like teach me yeah. or mentor me or give me any sort of like generic advice that was yeah. more than just buy some equipment and slap it together oh <laughs> that's horrible it's the worst advice Aww. i mean it's not i mean i, I don't want to say it's the worst advice but it's not the best advice either because yeah. That's there's so much more to learning oh, yeah. audio than just you slap stuff together and you just yeah. do it. it it's like, an industry, yeah. Right. It's, there's a lot to learn out there. So, like, for me, with this podcast especially, I decided at some point that I was just like, you know what? I want to talk about this with other people yeah. and, and, and find a way to encourage other people yeah. who are ladies or not ladies, I don't really know. I don't really care. I just want <laughs> to encourage people. Encouraging you. I just want to encourage you. Um, and so I just wonder, like, what what advice would you give for specifically ladies, since obviously the, the yeah. podcast is called Women in Audio. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, yeah, that's, that's the name. <laughs> She's like, you just asked me to be on your podcast. You didn't tell me the name or anything. It's fine. I was just like, you want to be on my podcast? 
Okay, let's do it. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, the name of it is called Winman Audio. <laughs> no, you Just don't. so you know. No, you told me. I love that you're taking notes, too. That's awesome. I love that you take this very seriously and, and that, that this is your thing. This is your baby. This is your, your thing, and, and, and you're taking notes, and you, you really love doing this. I can tell, man. It's awesome. And you've got a great personality for it. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, so my first question was for the ladies and people out there um, who who are trying to get into audio. And obviously, you know, it is a male-dominated field. How would you go about encouraging them? Um, like, what piece of advice would you be like, this is like something that, you know, maybe you should take home or a nugget of something that you should chew on yeah. to, to be encouraged in audio. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like discouraged either by the fact that they don't see women doing it mm-hmm. or by the fact that it is sometimes a bit difficult with it being a male dominated field Yeah, and like those just those aspects of it. And yeah. so, yeah. Well, first off, I, I think, I mean, I think first off being out there as a woman is, is, you know, um, encouraging in itself, R- really. I've, I- I've had people, multiple people, men and women, come up to me and be like, wow, it's amazing. Like, like first off, what are you doing? And number two, how did you get into, th- into this industry? So I think just being out there is, is, is really important in, 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 you know, making the world aware that women are in this industry too. Mm-hmm. Um, but any pieces of advice? Um, God, that's a tough one. Everyone's different. Everyone takes advice differently, but I guess the biggest thing is is you know if if it's something you want to get into, find someone who is in it. You know, and 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 really really go for it. Really do the homework, like like I did. Do the homework and 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 really research and figure out what it is you want to do. And and once you find it, go for it. Like like find out what it's going to take to get to those points. You know and. It, and stick with it. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Just, just like any industry, it's not going to happen overnight. But just keep at it and, and, and keep those goals in sight and, and do your homework. You know, um, look at YouTube videos. You know, I would tell them, look at Rat Sound. Um, you know, and any YouTube video that's going to enlighten you on sound-related stuff. You know, read it and watch it and learn about it. You know, just, just keep at it. And, and, and just keep talking to people, you know, get, get the word out there that that's what you want to do yeah. and stay positive about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, yeah. be willing to talk to, to any engineer you see. And, and anytime they say, Hey, you want to help you jump in there and you help you, you jump at that first opportunity. You always jump at that, that opportunity to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes people tell me advice, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have known that when I was, like, 20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If somebody would have told me that shit when I was 20, things would have turned out a whole it. lot different. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny, because, like, I find that, like, I don't really care that I didn't know it when I was 20. And, and I say that because if I had known it, I probably wouldn't have cared that I'd known it, yeah, right? Exactly. It was the fact that I didn't know it when I was 20 that really made it stick out to me when I finally heard it yeah. or I finally saw it or I finally encountered somebody who who was willing to guide me or help me or give me advice or whatever. Yeah, totally. So 
22-year-old Tangela probably was, like, over there, like, being oblivious to the world, and you probably gave her the best advice ever, and she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just want to hang out with my friends. Like, you know? So, I find it really hard sometimes, like, when people are like, oh, man, you know, I wish 18-year-old Tam, like, 18-year-old version of myself. And I'm like, 18-year-old version of you probably wouldn't have, like... Exactly. You know? But maybe you would have. Maybe you would have been susceptible and you could have moved forward. I don't know. That feels yeah. like like too much what ifs. But, uh, <laughs> like, it's exhausting. What if this? I'm yeah. like, ugh, I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Well, and, 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 and you're right. I mean, it's like, I say that, yeah, like if someone would have told me, you know, when I was 20, yeah, things would have been different and they probably would have. But at the same time, not knowing all that stuff has led me to be what I am today. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't be who I am right now if it weren't for the past. So, you know, if, if, if someone, if, if things were different when I was 20, well, then I would have taken a whole different path. So it's, it's, you know, I, I personally think it's it's a good thing that, that I learned all these things along the way rather than back then. Yeah. Made me who I am today. Yeah. Mm. I think so, too. I think that's what allowed me to be open to doing all these different things, right? Yeah. Like, I was not checking to be a podcaster when I was 22. <laughs> you know, like when I first went to college, I was like... I just want to work for musicals. Yeah. Whatever that meant. I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew I wanted to do musicals and I loved math. Okay. Those were the only two things that I knew in my heart. And so like, I was like out there and I was like trying to figure it out. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know. Ah. And so, but I think that because I, I took so long and figuring out what it meant to want to be in musicals, to, to, to be a part of, being a sound engineer in in the live world and what that looks like and having these different experiences led me to being open to having a podcast and to owning my own business and to doing these different things that I would have been like, no, I can't do those things because they're not part of like the plan, right? Whatever the plan (laughs) was, you know? Yeah. Like like, this is a plan. There's no deviating. It has to be this. Right. And so I think that like having, having like that time was what has allowed for me to be more open to different things. And I think that's part of like why I can't be like, Oh man, I really like regret or whatever. Also regret is like one of those hard things for me because I'm just like, but I'm who I am and I like who I am. Exactly. And so I feel like there was like a timing that needed to happen in terms of you just growing. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. like as a person, you just need time to grow. Totally. And sometimes that just means that your, your little plan that you had for your life is going to be a little bit obliterated. Okay. Exactly. Obliterated. (laughs) I know words. Obliterated. Okay. The word is obliterated. Um, (laughs) not obliterated, whatever that means. We just created a whole new word. A whole new word. We're adding it to the dictionary. Done. Hey, if Beyonce can do it with Bootylicious, why That's can right. I not do exactly. it with Obliterated? Exactly. <laughs> yes, you can. I just can. compared myself to Beyonce. Hell That's yeah. hilarious. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, but my other question for you, though, was that um, how do you deal with, like, well, you know, you go in and you're like, gotta like 
talk about yourself, right? Because, yeah. like, with your resume, your resume is basically just a way to boast about yourself. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's mm-hmm. a way to say, I know things. Yeah. Okay? And this is what and I know. this is what I know, right? So when people ask you, like, hey, how, how competent are you on these things? How do you know these things? How do you, how do you go about handling, um, I don't want to say being modest, but being modest with, being confident versus being overly confident versus people who are overly confident and they lie in, you know, like how do you balance that like relationship? Huh? That's a good one, man. You got good questions. (laughs) I'm like looking in the air thinking, huh? what do I say to that? How do I not sound too confident? Okay, how do I not sound conceited or any of that shit? You know? No. Um, golly, how, how do I, okay, how do I balance out the two? So, um, I, again, I, I take this back to experience and, and hearing it from other people, like hearing other people do that same thing. And so, like, like once, once you start seeing that in other people, you kind of start thinking about how you present things and, and how you talk about yourself and how you, you do stuff you know, based on what you do or don't like from what you've heard from others. So with that logic, I, I, if I know that I know something really well and, and like, like say it's an interview question or whatever, someone's just asking, Hey, do you know this board or do you know how to do this? Or you know how to do that? You know, I, if I know I'm damn good at it, I will tell them because I want them to trust that I can do my job well. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to have doubts. or I don't want to be saying like, um, or I don't really know. Like, I don't want them to doubt what I can do, right? Like I said earlier. So if I know it, I will hands down say, I got it. I got you. I, I know this X, Y, and Z. I can do it. No problem is asked. If they're asking about stuff I'm not too sure about, then I tell them like, hey, you know, I may have an idea of it, but I'm willing to learn it. Like I will learn it overnight. If you need whatever you're asking for, I will learn it overnight. So what I end up doing is placing confidence on my other attributes, even if they're talking about something I have no complete idea about. You know what I mean? So I do kind of want to compliment myself a lot. If if people are asking about my abilities, well, I want to be able to Tell them my abilities. I want to be able to prove that I can do something, you know, and if it includes stuff that I don't know, well, I will figure it out. I I want them to know and have the trust in me that I will figure it out, even if I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I I will get to it. So I I, kind of like bragging about myself. I mean, like you said, your your resume is your opportunity to brag about yourself, you know, and everyone does something special, you know, everyone has an expertise in something, you know, so... And if you can hone in on that, then why not brag about it? it that's how I feel about it, is, is why not brag about it? You know, now, now I'm not going to go out and think I'm you know, Miss America and be conceited about everything and, you know, like, oh, I'm the best ever. I'm not going to say that because I know that there's a lot I need to learn about stuff. But if, if I know I'm good at something, I, I will properly let them know. Yeah. I'm, I'm good at it. That's good. Because I know I've, I've met a lot of... Um ladies who struggle with that who struggle with not wanting to come across as oh yeah too aggressive to too aggressive too abrasive too 
in your face to, I don't know, just all the negative words that people tend to associate with women who are confident in their abilities, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to come across as that. Yeah. Um, and so they struggle with that because they're like, well, how do I do this? How do I approach this with that kind of yeah. um, confidence? And, I, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I need somebody else to know. <laughs> Because I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I really think it's just about confidence in yourself. I mean, it, and, and I think this can go, what you're saying is, is, is um, I think that can apply to men or women. There, there are some men and women who just like are just way too conceited about themselves. They're too, I don't know, like, like you said, all the negative words, they're too stuck up. They, they come across as too stuck up, um, you know, conceited about themselves, abrasive, aggressive, and all that. Um, I, I think it's more just being confident, but not, uh, not needing to prove yourself to someone else. If, if that makes sense, like, like being confident in what you do, but also accepting that I don't need to, to prove that to anyone else. Like you can take me for my word and believe it and I'll prove it to you, you know, by, by showing you, or you can do the whole negative part and just try and push it on someone. It, like, I don't know if that that makes sense. I I might have gotten into a little too deep there. No, no. I think I think what you're saying is that not looking, you're not looking for validation in the people. Yes, there you, you go. You are because you validate. You are valid in your own self. You are one with yourself. Yes. You are who you are. You know what you know and be confident in that. Right. But you're not looking for outside validation. Yes. You are like if somebody if you're trying to get a job or something like that, you are relying on your skills and your talent to speak for itself. Correct. Correct. I think it's what you're trying to say. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what okay. I'm trying to say. Sorry. And that's yeah. what I got out of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I just I, I just really rely on on my own skills, and I just try not to not to get validation from anyone else. And and and, and the reason I bring up validation is I think that's where being abrasive comes from. I I, I personally feel like being abrasive or, or or trying to push your ideas on someone else is because you're trying to get validation from someone else. And I I don't need validation from anyone else, so why would I do that? Like I I don't think people should have to do that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I get that. I, yeah. yeah. It's kind of just my personal view on that. <laughs> no, I get that. I mm. I am not at all. I feel like a lot of times um that is a thing that people are looking for when when they come out and they're like I know everything and if you say one thing to me, I'm just going to go off on you and say how dare you. Yeah. You know, how yeah. dare you ask me such a question? <laughs> I know all the things about the audio. Like that's like <laughs> like that's <laughs> I like that. You could be in Hamilton. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be insane. <laughs> but <laughs> there's Yay! just so much. Um, but I think that's like one of the things that like um, I found that like when people are 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 when they push back on you in such a way, yeah. you're just like, that was not what happened. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's not what. Did I just asked if that was okay? Yeah, exactly. And you just came out went me off. With, 
all of the things. And I feel like that's when people's insecurities come out. That's when you feel vulnerable or you feel insecure about something and Mm -hmm. somebody has like come up to you and asked you about the thing that you were like trying to hide. So yeah, I get that. I get that. And so it kind of goes back to what I said earlier is I'm not looking for anyone's approval. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like when, when you were asking me about work earlier, you know, if, if someone's giving me shit, well, do I attack or do I just retreat? And for me, it's, it's just not worth it. I, I just retreat. You know, it's not in fear. It's just because it's not worth the argument. It's not worth any validation. It's not worth anything. I just don't give a fuck anymore. You know, and, and I personally think that that is more due to age as well. It, it, that's just age. I've gotten to a point in my life, you know, like I said, I'm 42. I'm at a point where I don't need to worry about what other people say. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm confident in what I can do. I'm going to tell you what I can do. If you don't believe me, well, then you don't believe me. You know, I'm not going to try and change your mind. Yeah. You know, you can either take me for what I am and that's it or fuck off. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever feel like though that costs you sometimes? Because sometimes it does take, um, being persistent to yeah. get certain jobs. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like sometimes that that might hinder you from getting jobs because it does take a certain level of persistence yeah, of totally. a certain level of you have to keep going back yeah. over and over and over and saying, I can do this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't feel like that. Uh, if, if there's something out there that I really do want and I really do want to persist on, then I'll do it. Um, like for example, like I said, I, <laughs> I've turned in three resumes to big house. Well, obviously I really want that and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it until they fucking call me back and be like, fine, we'll fucking take you. Stop bugging us. Yeah. Makes sense to me. That's a solid plan. I am here for that plan. Yes. Exactly. That is my backup plan. <laughs> So if if it's something worth it to me, then I will be that persistent person. But again, I'm not going to be overly aggressive. I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not going to force myself onto someone or or something or a job if it just wasn't meant to be. You, well, you know what you're I mean? not going to send an email every other day yeah, exactly. saying, hire me, hire me. Hi. No, that's not going to be you. Every other day. Every no, other day. No. Man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> you might not want it bad yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not dedicated enough. I don't know. <laughs> we might have to leave you at the house. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. First off, this has been a great interview. Oh, First thank off, you. I should probably say lastly, because we're like at that time. Um, awesome. but thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, totally. It's been a lot man. of fun. Aww. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, you for this. asking me. I, I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. That made me feel very, very special and very, very, I, I was very intrigued and, and yeah, like I said, yeah. special. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. It was awesome talking to you.